0: you ever been to a volcano?
1: Women will erupt you? <laughs> You're not listening to Superboobus. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just blew a the fucking wall! That's what you say, man. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about... Super-Bus.
2: Welcome to Super Hoopers, an inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. Uh, with me, or I am your host. Sorry about that. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, John Hill, Dave Fiedernick.
3: Welcome. Yo, to- off your, off your game, Well like uh, off season, off your game, kind of. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I should. I was gonna say.
2: I was as I was saying the intro. I realized. Been eating that ice cream. <laughs> I have been eating poorly though. But there's no NBA news, so I was thinking there's like nothing. A discussion no. of the week's NBA news. What's the NBA news? CJ oh, McCollum. Yeah. CJ CJ McCollum just signed a extension.
3: Yep. Good for him. Uh, Pat, Pat Patterson uh, got bought out. Oh yeah, he's yeah. going to the Clippers apparently. Going right, to the Clippers. Going to the Clippers. Yeah. LeBron. Uh, J- Jason Whitlock still a moron. Sorry, John. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not g- not gonna comment on that. Thank you. can I know you can't comment. What did J- what did Jason Whitlock do? He was complaining about LeBron like uh, like putting himself in the spotlight at his son's games. He's like MJ, uh MJ just sat there, never uh never involved himself in his in his son's game. Like, yeah, um that's cause he quietly just like stewed and made everybody nervous. Like LeBron's LeBron is fun. Mm. LeBron's just having a good time. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like Bronny loves it. Yeah, but I mean just does, does
2: all the other kids love it? I guess of all the other all the other kids probably love Are it. too.
3: Are you kidding me? the best player in the world is like dunking in between quarters at your game, it's awesome. Oh, Kawhi Leonard showed up?
0: <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh, oh, spicy. snap. Breaking spicy. news, breaking news. LeBron James murdered by Matt Hill. That's, that's right. the only, oh. only oh, that's NBA right. news out there.
2: That's right. I would run Thumb out and tackle him. That's what I would do. Get out of here. Come on. Oh, good luck with that. Sanctity of the game. This is AAU games. There's nothing more sacred than an AAU game. Come on. That's right um i'm excited for this week's episode actually i'm super excited because i have no idea what's going to happen uh we decided to do super shout outs we just like picked we each picked like five things that we're just gonna super shout out i have no idea what your five things are um we're just gonna we're gonna find out that's what we're doing this week right you guys all did that right we we, We we're all on the same page oh yeah any other nba news you want to talk about (laughs) no none Really, none Uh, all right, so let's get to it. Let's get to it. This is the super shout-outs. I think next week we're going to do super beefs unless something happens in uh, in, in NBA land. I'll start, I guess. I'll just start. I'll, I'll yeah, start. why don't you start? Uh, yeah, go for it. I've been reading this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you guys Oh, heard of it? Dale oh. Carnegie. Do you, have you heard of that book? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like from the 1930s. It's super famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah five million copies sold. I was like, uh, this book's some bullshit. My whole life I'd always hear about it. And then I was talking to somebody I respect, and they were like, "Oh, you should read that book. You know, like it was a good book. I read it and it really helped me. I've been reading it. It's so good. It's like, <laughs> is it really? It's amazing. It's like so relevant. You know, even though it's written in the
3: 1930s, it's so relevant. It's so helpful for me, as because it's like it's it's not really it's, it's, Dale, it's, it's Dale Carnegie of the famous Carnegie family, the steel." Family. I don't think so. Or, or no, 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 relation. No. That's Andrew, no relation. That's
2: Andrew Carnegie. I think he's just you know uh, no relation.
3: Not no, no. different family. Different but like Carnegie. the book makes it. The book. The title makes it
2: seem like I don't know, self interested and like all about trying to get stuff from people and kind of um, you know kind of self helpy. But it's just more about how people work and like how I don't know. Like for me, as like a robot, like I'm like an emotional robot. You know, I'm like very you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: not introverted, but very like. You know, just just like emotional, um,
3: naturally washed, washed, robotic,
2: weird,
0: awkward, not empathetic. I'm naturally not empathetic. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. That's because you're a libertarian economist. Exactly. We're all we're all numbers to you.
2: Exactly. And so the book has just really helped me understand people and how to interact with people. and It's really changed my life. Like over the past couple of weeks, I've been reading it. I've never talked to more like clerks, like people at restaurants or people like at coffee shops. Like ever after reading this book, I've just it just helped me like be open, be open to people, mm. approach with a smile, be interested in everybody. Yeah, I don't really need that, so I probably won't
3: read if it. If you're not into
2: <laughs> it, if you're not into it, but it's been it's made my life so much more pleasant. Like now like good, like viewing people as actual people. It's uh it's it's it's, it's shocking. It's uh mm. that's wow. my first yeah, I, I would That's recommend. That's a good it. one for you. I, I, I'm just, glad you're reading it. I'm telling you, if I would have read this book when I was 19, my life would—I've been—I would have been so much more successful and more beloved in my life.
0: So, mm. yeah. Oh well, luckily it's too late for you. Luck, yeah. Luckily, yeah. It's <laughs> way, way too late. Way, no, way too late for me. About 20 years too late. Uh, yeah. I recommend that book to people because I know a guy who was like miserable kind of an asshole no one liked him his his girlfriend was about to like dump him because he was so miserable and he uh he like read the book and he he absolutely did a 180 in life yeah and wow. him and his
3: Was that was that Elon Musk? <laughs> it's
0: not No, Elon, that was not it. Yeah. That dude that dude's pretty good at that. That guy that guy's got it figured out. Um, well he's
2: he's Elon Musk good at other stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true. But it's so important dealing with people is like what you have to do for your whole life and it's it's funny that people like you read books to learn stuff but you never think like hey there's books on life stuff right i i'm not
2: joking that book like there should be like a college class like hey just read this book it'll like cuz it just like lets you it just puts you like, puts yourself in the other person's shoes realizes like and it's so little the stuff you have to do it's just like as simple as like smile be open Remember people's names. Now I'm like obsessed with remembering ever, everybody's name, you know, and like asking about them and stuff like that. So
3: you're like Aussie, Aussie, <laughs> That's my Aussie, my wife. Dean. dean, Dean, Dean is my dean. son. Dean, okay. dean yeah.
0: D for donuts. It looks <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he yeah, eats a lot of donuts. D <laughs> Dean, yeah. got it. Stuff like that, man. <laughs> That's my first shout out. What do you guys got? What do you guys got? John, uh I'll go. I- I'm gonna go another book too. Mm. Um, that really changed. Uh, well, you know what? I got a couple books, but let me do this one. Because I think to go on my theme of what you just talked, what I was just saying is there's books on almost everything, right? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, yeah, you yeah know, pretty much. That's how it works. <laughs> you know? And uh, one of the things is, you know, on the internet, we love to complain that uh, there's no jobs. We, we're all broke. We ha- we don't have money. We can't save and all that thing, all that stuff. Uh, but the one thing people don't do is read books about financial literacy. So I'm a shout out financial literacy, all right? Mm. And just taking the time—this is a bigger picture thing—taking the time to understand money and— how that works, because unfortunately, we live in a capitalistic society, and as much as you tweet out capitalism sucks, goes socialism, is not going to happen. It
3: just hopefully. won't.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully.
2: Uh, hopefully yeah. not, right? Because should if it r- happens, let me tell you. I should erase those tweets. <laughs> go, go look at Venezuela to see how that how well that works.
0: Yeah. Oops. Um so the book, so there was a part where I was really broke and in a lot of debt and didn't know what to do and how to get out of it. So I just read a ton of books about financial literacy. So you spent a bunch of money on books. Okay. I spent a lot of money. I invested in myself, oh, Matt. Nice. I invested. And there's a ton of great books out there, but I wanted to shout out the one book that really changed my life. I think I already gave it a shout out once before. But I'm going to re-shout it out because they just put out the 10-year anniversary. It's a terrible name, but the book is called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. <laughs> terrible name. Terrible name. And it's by a guy named Ramit Sethi. Okay. Um, and this book really changed my life because he really broke down the idea of... Not so much because most ninety-five percent, ninety-nine percent of financial literacy is how to save money, right? Right, right. Oh, if you pack your lunch, you'll save twelve dollars a week and that's six hundred dollars a year. Yay. His idea is, well, what if you don't want to pack your lunch? That's what if you don't want what if you don't want to make your own coffee, right? What if you enjoy Starbucks? Yeah. Okay. Well, instead of trying to f- spend all your time saving a thousand dollars over the year, what if you spent your time getting a raise yeah. so you made ten thousand more that's, dollars a that's year? That's
2: my that's my approach to everything. Spend yeah. spend what I want, but also don't get raises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. his big thing is also the psychology of money, you know. And one of the things is, and this is probably a big takeaway from not just the book, but more so from that you can apply to life is this idea of negative scripts, right? And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but the idea is that you say stuff like, oh, wow, uh, you know, I want to start a business. Yeah, but only smart people can start a business. Yeah, you must you must be rich if you're successful. You must have been born with money. You must be this and you must be that. And it's like, no, it's just not true. Most millionaires are self-made, you know, and it's these, ne- and these, it's these negative ideas that we have. Oh, it's as simple as, that girl, ah, she's probably too pretty to talk to me. But that's not true. As all three of us have proven, uh, we have shot outside, uh, we shot our shot, uh, women much, much better than we are. Mm, and, that's very really true. And it's if you walk around with these ideas that these, you know, you can't do stuff, it's this negative stuff. In reality, those are the things that limit you and his book takes care of that it also takes care of automating your finances so you can enjoy the things you want you know when the money comes in start distributing it early you know put it into the bank account put it into your 401k have that going for you so that all the money you have left over is guilt-free spending you know what i mean if you if you put your money into savings and at the end of your paycheck you're like oh look i got 200 bucks. well, then spend it on the coffee, spend it on the lunch, spend it on whatever you want, spend it on our Patreon.
3: Mm. Huh? Mm. Which yeah. we don't have yet, but yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Super Hoopers. It's yep.
0: going to be live any year now. Any year, yeah. Um, but, he, yeah, like I said, he just put out the 10-year anniversary. That book changed my life 10 years ago. I'm rereading it. It's great. Uh, big fan of his. Okay. All right.
3: Dave? Uh I guess I'll, I'll continue on the book tip. Since, yeah, that's uh, real serious. I, Re- this has been, like, yeah. real serious advice. I know. Uh, well, I read, like, one book in the last 10 years, and uh, I just finished it. Um, it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Soprano Session. I used to read all the time. And I just, like, stopped reading. But um, this book called The Soprano Sessions, the TV critic Alan Sepinwall from Rolling Stone, who's such a good TV critic. Um, and also, just like a uh, Sopranos nut, uh, he and this guy Matt Zoller Seitz uh, wrote a book called Sopranos Sessions. And for anybody who's like into television in general, but especially if you're a Sopranos fan, it is so good. He goes, they go episode by episode and break down like like why each episode is important or isn't important or what's good about it, and then he gets like. The most amazing interviews from people like like the creator of Sopranos, David Chase, like notoriously like hates interviews and like is a curmudgeon, doesn't want to be interviewed. He gets right. like the most amazing interviews with him. Um, it's so well done. It's like the best love letter to the Sopranos. Besides, oh, a Sopranos podcast, my new podcast. Um, <laughs> you fixed your audio also, yet,
2: Dave? Or how's that? How's that, how's that working out?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm trying to do my best. <laughs> hey, right. I just. I just bought all new mics for us today. Oh. oh okay. four, four mics, so we can have a guest now. Um, still have to use our Zoom, though, for now. Um, all right, well, still gonna have to use our uh, Zoom. let me know when I'm coming on. So. Um, definitely not. Uh. Uh, <laughs> re- re- requirement you have to read soprano sessions before you come on. But um, any, really? anybody, nah, just kidding. <laughs> no, well, you should. Um, but anyone in uh, in LA, um, Alan Sepinwall is actually doing a um, like Q and A and like signing books at uh, Skylight Books in Los Feliz on Sunday. So, and my my buddy who I play basketball with is doing the Q and A. He's moderating the Q and A. That so, would be uh, oh, Sunday,
2: wow. Sunday August fourth. So Sunday like, People August listening 4th. to this in the future, don't go. Yeah, in the future, don't, don't show up. Yeah,
3: yeah, if you listen to this on August fifth. Or uh, any day after that, don't go too late. Too- but um, but uh, I think it's like pretty cheap to get it on Amazon now. It's it's not in paperback yet, but it's such a good book,
2: Dave. But isn't isn't Seppenwall like a huge Knicks fan?
3: He is. I, that's actually how I first like knew him. I like started like looking at his TV like reviews after that. Um, after like at, he, and, but he's like very much like a. Uh, there are a bunch of like journalists who are knicks fans who are very vocal on twitter and they're very brainy and like very quick to dismiss the team like andrew yang our boy <laughs> dude he's gotta stop hating hey, dude you gotta show your loyalty if you're running for president you can't you can't show that you're, you're abandoning the team is, like, he a a Wait, is he a knicks fan is andrew yang a knicks fan yes but he's like turning nets fan hell yeah oh. hell, yeah. No, oh. yeah. No, hell no. yeah hell yeah hell um. yeah I love it. Oh, I, mean, oh I, I forgot. I forgot. You're the king of disloyal fandom. I love the
2: rational fandom. I love the rational fandom. Oh, the, no, Nets. No, no. Now, the Nets. The no, Nets. I don't I like. I can't see... get behind hey, that. I can't get behind the hey, Nets. But... Give
3: me my thousand dollars a month first, and then maybe I'll think about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He's he is. He's like uh... I
3: want to be Yang Gang so bad. I Dude, love we him. We gotta
2: like... we gotta get this year, man. We gotta either get Andrew Yang on the Potter or
3: Seppinwall. Come up, go go up to Seppenwall at, at the reading. Dave. I'll talk to him. Yeah, but I want him on the Sopranos podcast. I don't want him. He, <laughs> He, but he's he's does on, uh, he, he, he does come on. He does come on Nick's Film School podcasts occasionally. So there like, you go. So, so, so he'll, 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 he would probably be into it. If you're
2: if you're if you're if you're a TV critic, you probably want to go on a. You probably want to do something you don't get to do a lot, which is talk basketball. He
3: he, he for sure like, absolutely is tired of talking about the Sopranos. Yeah, I used like, to listen all, to I used to listen to
2: his I used to listen to his TV podcast, and uh, he would always talk basketball at the end, and it was you could tell he was like way into it. So totally, yeah. yeah. Um. Um. I'm going to shout out. Next shout out for me is Propecia. Uh, oh. uh, John, you know, hey, if you're a man out there losing your hair, just go ahead. Hit that Propecia. They got. Uh,
3: yeah. He's talking to you, John Delaney, you scumbag. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Was that, was that <laughs> one of the presidents? Was that lame, like, ex-congressman from Maryland? Oh, that yeah. guy sucks. I love that guy. But um, he, he, he says folks. Like, every other word is folks. I'm like, yeah, yo, yo, this guy's an insult to the max. This guy says folks like 80 times.
2: Well, hey, he should have got on that propecia when he was young. You you gotta you can True. only keep you you can't regrow. You got you can only keep the hair right. you have. Right. So as soon as you start going, hit up that propecia. They got the they got the um the generic pro scar. It's like five bucks a month, you know? Oh wow. Peace of mind.
3: And do do you uh do you notice that it's uh affected yourself in certain ways? You mean sexually? Uh, yeah, sexually. That's the downside. It's like it's a real catch twenty-two because it's like mm.
2: okay, if you lose your hair You know, you're not going to be getting it anyways. But if you keep your hair and you have the negative sexual side Uh, effects, you can't get it up.
3: I'd rather be bald than still slam dunk. I'd rather, well, you,
2: but no one's gonna want to slam dunk with you if you're bald, Dave. Come on, that's the whole thing.
3: Yeah. So the key oh, is yeah, wait, to, speak, wait. Speak for yourself, dude. I'm gonna read Dale Carnegie's book, and <laughs> it's, it's not about that. You're thinking no, about the game, dude. You're thinking about the game by Neil Strauss.
2: <laughs> another
0: book. Another book I'd recommend. Um, what was I All gonna you say? Could, the, the key is just get married, so you so you don't you're not required to have oh, dude, sex, and then the, get that prophesia. That's the thing, right, dude. Right.
2: Whenever whenever someone would, when I was when i was young and people would get married like 23 24 and people would like, always be like why are they getting married and i'm like because the guy's going bald like ah, everybody yeah, every man who gets married under 25 is going bald guarantee it 100 all right that is like truism but um yeah just get on that propitia that's my I, that's my second super super shout out
0: one of one of my uh closest philadelphia scumbag friends is a dermatologist and dermatologists do hair and he talks about mm. it all the time he got our one buddy on it and it it was like a miracle, yeah. Like he, I looked at him. I was like, "Damn, my man got a lot of hair now." And I was talking, and uh he was like, "Yo, yeah, I got, I got, I got Scott on that Propecia." I was like, "Oh, damn." Well, oh, the yeah. generic stuff, the generic stuff, the generic right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. I always try to, I always try to pull balding men aside, and I'd
2: be like, "Hey, man, like, try this out," you know?
0: Yeah, yep. and he also said Rogaine works pretty well too. Rogaine, it's For a little some more, people.
2: it's a little more expensive and a little more
0: hassle, but um, yeah. Mm. If you got but, the money, combo it up, dude. You know, do the combo. But be, also, be proactive. Uh, I asked him about it because Rogaine says it's only for the top of your head. Right. Right? But he said that's not true. Oh, you can do you it on can, the front. You can do it on the front, he said, but it's not FDA approved. Mm. So, nope. they, so they have to say you shouldn't do it. Wow, but you but can't. in reality, it can work. So okay. if you got that Rogaine, just slather that shit everywhere. Doc, do it up. Doc, doc, Dr. Saul got, will take care of you.
3: Alright, well we probably talked enough about this. Uh maybe we can move on to Our something more. John, nice for you, Mr. Full Set of Hair. Yeah. Guy with well, the you great, too, great John. Hair. It's it's uh if you, have the thick, you have that thick tie hair. It's not as thick as it used to be. Mm. It's good enough. We could just get some shoe polish too. <laughs> if you can't afford propisha, just, just rub
2: that shoe polish on there, Carlos Boozer style.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's turn? Is it my turn? It's your turn, John. Yeah. You go after us. We've been sitting here looking Ooh. at you like, "Go!" Oh. All right. All right. Here we go. Here's mine. Uh, I'm going to go with, since Matt is yelling at me, I'm going to go with, shout out to getting rid of negative shit in your life. Mm. Mm, yes. Okay. Mm. I was talking to a buddy yesterday about it, and we were talking about how crazy people are. And, and the thing that drives me absolutely insane is people who hate follow. You know, and it's like listen,
3: I'm I'm guilty of it. Uh, You you love uh, that shit. A certain person that we, uh, the three of us, know. Oh man, see, look, guilty, guilty, and it's it's a lot of things, right? Like Twitter's
0: that thing where it's like people will actually purposely do the thing that causes them great pain, right? When there's a button that says (laughs) unfollow, and you don't have to see it. You can also mute words, which was very helpful. mute yeah. words you can hit the block button yeah
2: you know people also, have also you don't need to stay friends when you get older you can just not be friends with people that don't make you
0: happy Yeah. It, yep. yes absolutely that's a Very big true. one there's a lot of people where i just don't really see much on purpose the guy mm-hmm. who read uh dale carnegie i stopped seeing him <laughs> Damn, you read the Del Carnegie. <laughs> didn't like him anymore. The book. Well, he work. started reading it after I stopped seeing him. Like it was oh, kind of no. towards he, the end of it, and it's too late. he went it's off and late. did his own thing. He's good, uh, but I was like, yeah, bro, why am I, why am I wasting my time with you? Yeah, you know. Hopefully, he got his shit together. But there's a lot of people that you just have to, you just gotta not hang around. And a lot of it, you know, could also be, you know, your group of friends, especially when you're younger, your group of friends who like party really hard. If that's keeping you down, you know, just negative ass people saying negative <laughs> yeah. ass shit. You know um yeah, here's a tip. Also, here's a tip. If you're feeling down,
2: cut down on the drinking, cut down on the weed, mm-hmm. yep. sleep more and exercise. It's so, like that's I see it. so many people who are depressed, yeah. and I'm like, I look at your lifestyle and I'm like, yeah, no shit,
3: you're depressed. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, you just you you drink all night and then like you like eat del taco at yeah, three and you get Like, like two hours of
2: sleep
0: and never take care of yourself, you know? Right, right. Yeah. You know, and and also just like a lot of times it's like you compare yourself to others and things like that. Comparison then, is a thief of joy. Yeah, that's stuff you got to
3: um get rid of, right? Comparison- and also and the revert like and also I, I think the biggest thing to happiness is not taking things personally. Like yeah. mo- so often people's actions have nothing to do with you. People even all- if yeah. even if it feels like they're like uh def- like uh, they're you know, uh they're they're sending it at you like usually like people are reacting to things or acting a certain way because of their own shit it yeah. has nothing to do with you
2: people usually only like think about themselves and like are yes. are, are not out to get you
3: most people Any, almost anytime i anytime we're at a party uh with my fiance and she's like worried about like how she looks or like uh you know so like she felt like she made a joke that didn't land or something it's like Nobody cares. Everybody's worried about themselves. Nobody <laughs> yeah. cares. Yeah, no one's gonna remember. <laughs> and yeah. You know, most, most most everything's forgotten too. So yes, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And
0: I'd also say, you know, like think about it. it. There's six billion people on this planet. It's gonna take more than one to ruin my day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. You just gotta move on. And this is something I wrote down on the way my way to work today. Uh, only you decide if you're upset or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's on. You know, show. all the things that bother you, the, the person who was rude to you, all that. You're the only one that can decide if that affects you.
1: Yeah.
3: That sounds like a video from Big Time Tommy. If, if you guys have been following oh, this Big love Time big, Tommy. love so, Big yeah. Time. Take love it big ease. Time. Only, <laughs> only haters will hate. If you get the haters out of your life, there won't be hating it. Old school for life.
0: Take it <laughs> easy. Who the hell is big time comics? <laughs> Dude, that Big, big. Tad great. He, he, is big
3: he, he went viral because Disa Samaro like caught hold of him. He's like this like fat Goomba from Long Island and he like has a cigar hanging out of his mouth and he like he does like Instagram videos and he's just like supposed to be like motivational, but it's just like when people talk behind your back, that means they're unhappy. You don't need it in your life. <laughs> old school for life. Take it easy. <laughs> he's so good. He's pretty good. I, lo- I love old school. Uh, uh, he's pretty good. That's yeah. tight, dude. So that's well, it. I'm on, I'm on board. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I'm on yeah. board with that. Um, so I'm uh, house sitting for my sister in Glendale, California, and there is an amazing Middle Eastern restaurant here <laughs> called Adana, and it reminded me of YouTube because it's the perfect super Hoopers restaurant because the food is delicious uh-huh and it's healthy it's okay. a, it's the perfect wash food like it's like just like lean meats like well marinated well seasoned it's the it's the perfect food
2: they got any, they got any nuts? can I eat my nuts there or what's going on with that uh, yeah.
3: there are nuts like uh in some of the dishes oh
2: okay all right
3: yeah but it honestly they it's the best grape leaves I've ever had in my life. All right. Well, that's the best. Only what? Sorry, that's, I missed grape, that last thing. Grape leaves. Oh, that, grape leaves. That's only like, it's, useful it's, for it, like
2: the people who live in Glendale. Thanks to our listeners, to our listeners in Glendale. No, well,
3: it's a Middle Eastern food in general. I, it has like a, a Lebanese like tilt to it, but it's like sort of general Middle Eastern food. All or right. For anybody who's like, I can't be on this goddamn diet. This food tastes like asshole. Yo. <laughs> Get, in the, get into those kebabs. Ooh! Get into that tabbouleh, that uh, Israeli salad. Hey, healthy food can taste good. rest yeah. for life. Take it, easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. <laughs> all right. On
2: that, my next, my next shout out is traveling. Just you know, just, just, oh, just, oh. just, try to travel. You know, if you're young, here, here's here's some recommendations. Here, if you're young, spend a year in between high school and college. Take a gap year. Travel around, you know. Also, you don't yes. need money. Like my brother traveled on no money for like like his early twenties. Like he literally got from Tokyo to the southern tip of Japan with twenty dollars. That's it.
3: Um, there was um wasn't there like a documentary of like a guy who was like trying to live off of like like trying to travel like for no money every day. You could do it.
2: You could do it. You could do it. And in college, study abroad, which it costs just the same as usually. There's a program that costs just as much as going to college. After college, do some program abroad. Get abroad in some way. Get abroad, live. You know, do it when you're young. It will change your perspective. You know, help you. Uh, you know, help you see America different. Help see yourself different. Make you make you feel part of the world. Get out there! Get out there when you're young. Or you know? just
3: wait, wait for President Bernie Sanders, and then all the trips will be free then. So <laughs> well, well, yeah, the economy <laughs> will collapse, and so we'll all just have to find a new country, anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, we'll be That's a third a, world country,
2: so it'll be great. Exactly, be exactly. Careful. We'll be getting, get to experience it. We'll get to <laughs> experience. You know, that, experience. That'll
3: kidding. make it. That'll make us more legit, though. On the we'll street. get to experience
0: rampant <laughs> inflation and all that. Yeah, it'll be
2: fantastic.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, free health care—that'll be disgusting. I, I
3: can't. I can't wait to uh, have to. Uh, bring a uh, a sword to go get gas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned. I was actually thinking that too on my way to work today. Yeah. Uh I wish I actually wish I traveled way more when I was younger. Yeah. To me it was like a f- the weird thing about it like, you know, man and it, I think growing up it was a negative script in my brain. This idea that like you could just like I was so scared to just like try something crazy like that, right? Like, uh, And like, to me, to be honest, like that always just seemed like crazy shit white people did. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to just get a backpack and go to another country. And sure, that'll be fine. No one will kill me or throw me in jail. And I was like, yo, that shit's crazy. That, that, no, I'll never do that. And now that I'm too old to just, you know, ha- you know I have too many responsibilities uh, to do it that style, uh, I look back and was like, man, I really, really wished I figured it out. You know, even though I felt like I didn't have the money, I didn't have the money. But I wish I had just gone for it because, yeah, I probably wouldn't have died and would have had, like, great experiences that a lot of my best friends had. They they backpacked and did their thing, and I am always felt left out. Uh, I travel a lot now, but it's, like, expensive now. I know, it's a different. I'd I,
2: I like the type of travel where you get, like, you live in a place, you, like, really put, put down some roots, really get to know it. That's what I, that's the type of travel I'm talking about. I'm talking, you know, getting a boy band. I'm not talking, like, yeah, yeah, getting a boy band. You get all the stories I got, you know? Yeah, get, yeah. Have get to, naked, have, get naked in the mayor's office. Yeah, have you to, know, like, what? lift a car up to escape from the Yakuza, you know, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about your, your type of travel, John, your Instagram uh, ready travel that you do these days. I don't post on Instagram. No, you're, you're, you just post
0: food. You just post
2: food. You're,
3: you're infinity pools and whatnot.
0: Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Here's my next shout out. Uh, great setup, Matt. Thank you. Um, I'm going to shout out learning how to cook. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to shout
3: Matt, out the opposite. <laughs> Matt, go. this I'm going to shout this out is- mates. <laughs>
1: so be
2: Matt's beef. I'm gonna
0: go ahead and just snooze. I'm gonna be on my phone. Go ahead, talk. Okay. 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 Dale Carnegie. Uh, look, there's a few things you need in life. You need air. You need water. You need shelter. You need warmth, and you need food. The idea that one of these five basic things becomes so foreign to you that you can't do or you don't want to learn, I think is like kind of crazy to me uh dave i know you love to cook i do you know and whether you and to me cooking is also not just a necessity but if you look at it and approach it in a creative way right like a challenge like this is something Mm i'm gonna learn how to do this this will be fun you know it's also really rewarding you know i think people think of it as a chore right it's like Some people are like, oh, yard work. I don't want to mow the lawn. I don't want to do that. But a lot of people, when you change the perspective, you're like, no, I like having a nice yard. I like having flowers. You know, it's work that you have to do.
3: Right. And it's like you did the work. And you did the work. Right. You didn't pay somebody to do it.
0: Exactly. So there's a few things. And I think, again, you know, the negative script of like, oh, it's really difficult to do all this stuff. You have to have this. You have to learn a few basic things you know, get good at them and work your way up. And plus nowadays with all the YouTube and stuff like that, like the principles are very simple. Read a book or two, watch a few, don't even read, just actually don't read books, just watch YouTube videos and cooking shows and, uh, diners, drive-ins and, uh, drive-throughs. That's the number one, that's the number one show folks, all time. Great. Um,
3: I'm in Sacramento, California.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Glendale. (laughs)
3: I'm
0: in a Cafe in Glendale, California, and I'm going
3: to stuff my fat face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Matt is looking so upset
3: on the Skype.
2: (laughs) For me, it's just like, yeah, it's just too much, takes too much time. There's no food that tastes that good that tastes better than something that I can make in a minute you know so it's like I'll just take, I'll just take the food I can make in a minute because the food I can make in a minute tastes good and like you know like I just get some deli meat put that on a paper towel get a piece of cheese <laughs> wrap it around the deli meat that's good that tastes good it took like a minute I don't know what well, can you make that taste better, that much better than that that's all I have for lunch today I was like i oh, I get this deli meat right here get some, wrap some cheese around it there we go that tastes good you know what's wrong with that? Okay. Maybe uh, maybe for breakfast I get a bagel. That doesn't need. I just spread some cream cheese on that. That's that's God's food right there. I don't, I don't need anything better than that. You know what I
3: So I do have to say, sometimes I'm like envious by how like basic bitch your food tastes are. Also, John's like John's like oh Honestly, you need you, 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 you want to know how to you want to know how to travel for cheap eat whatever the fuck you eat all the time also, I'm, on,
2: I'm on this new i'm on this new intermittent fasting thing where you just like don't oh, eat for a while okay. that's even better then you don't even it's amazing how you don't have to eat like i fast for like 36 hours and i'll be like dang i like really didn't even need to eat i'm totally fine right now so you you also don't have to eat that's another option well
3: when you're a robot you don't have to eat
2: so yeah oh uh, also john's like oh you need you need, like, look, Here's what you need to live: it's food. So you gotta learn how to make food. Let me ask you something, John. You also said shelter. You ever build a house before, John? You need to. You need
0: to learn how to do that. <laughs> hey, no, but I got one. Okay, exactly. Instead I, of I built clubhouses, I know, I know how to. I know how to yeah. fix my place. You, you I know how to paint walls. I know how to put up drywall. That's my
2: thing. It's like I don't need. I don't need food. I'll just buy it. You know. I'll learn how to do do the other thing, the other stuff that give me money, and then I'll trade that for goods and services. One of those goods, food. But, uh, yeah, if it makes you happy, if it makes you happy, if it gives you self-esteem, it's also a good hit with the ladies. Like, you bring a lady over to your, your place, here, let me make you a meal. It impresses yes. her. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right, I like to bring, like to bring a cooking. lady home and I put some nuts on a plate and say, there you go. <laughs> chow down. Do that's, that's, You put your nuts on a plate and say, chow down? Either way, either
2: way. <laughs> either you know, either way, that works. How often does if that work?
0: If she eats those nuts, she's a keeper. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: No, she She's a
3: squirrel. <laughs> Hell yeah! I,
0: nope. put, I put my nuts on a plate. I put my wiener in, in a hot dog bun, and just I just tell her to go at it. See what happens. Yo,
3: I think I met the girl in my dreams. Her name is Daisy. She's a fucking gray squirrel. <laughs> 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 We're in love. We're in love. All right, Dave. What do you have? Wait,
2: it's your turn. It's your turn.
3: Yo, shout out to. Mr. Quentin Tarantino and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't oh. know if you I don't know, I don't know if you two saw it. I know it's gotten mixed reviews, but I'm I'm a Tarantino file myself. But um I saw it. it I, I, I I haven't seen it, it yet. I thought without giving anything away, I thought it was so fun and so well done. It's such a cool nod to old Hollywood. It's fun seeing like all these like Uh, Places that are like still exist like El Coyote and and Musso and Frank's and like um like the the dome like places like that um but also like it's the movie like people are like it's so long Tarantino's movies are always so long like I think the movie could have been longer it was so pleasing it was so enjoyable and uh all the performances are fucking great there's a little girl in it that's amazing but like Leo and Brad Pitt have insane chemistry. They're just so fucking good together. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great, and I I think it's like worth seeing in the theater for everyone out there, just because it looks so clean and great. I'm like amazed that he was able to make like so many areas uh, look like 1969 LA. Like it was very very well done.
0: Very impressive, and I agree uh, with you. Everything everything about that film I thought was outstanding and i agreed that at one point i was like mm, i might have to go to the bathroom i know this movie's really long 2 hours and 45 minutes right i looked at the clock it was like 2 hours had passed and it didn't even feel like it i thought right. i was like going to be like maybe a third of the way through and have to you know what uh, normally at age 36 i have to pee 10 minutes into the film but i was like i think i think i could be a big boy and hold the whole, uh, hold the whole pee pee
3: mm. well, and i this, did it not not, not not to get into beefs cuz this is all shout-outs, but You know why you have to go pee 10 minutes into the movie? Because there's fucking 40 minutes of previews. (laughs) 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 You got (laughs) to get there late. Get there late. Yeah, you never have to worry about being, especially like in the, you know, some of the movie theaters here where you have an assigned seat. Like, you don't never have to worry about like being late to a movie.
0: Here's what actually happened. We went to go see the movie at the Vista. Uh-huh. But there was a long line, and it's oh, and you course. had to wait in the sun. So we were like, eh. We had eaten brunch, and then we were like, you know what? Let's see if it's playing somewhere else. And then we went, and we had to wait for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know. So what I'm doing with Terrence, Tarant- what I'm doing before I see
2: Once Upon a Time Hollywood, I'm rewatching all of his movies. So, oh, yeah.
3: oh, I've seen a lot of people doing that. Yeah, we've yeah. been
2: we've been doing that a little too. And I, you know what? I really like it, and I really like that way of consuming things. Like, cause it, yeah, yeah. I feel like now everything is so fleeting. It's kind of good to just do deep dives on something. Just say like, oh, I'm all about that. Like if I don't know, like I try to think of another example. But like, let's say you watch Dead to Me, which is another one of my favorite shows on Netflix. Christina Applegate. Maybe next time I'll I'll try to watch some of her other movies to you know kind of prepare or get into the mood. Oh, just a a Married with Children
0: marathon. Man, oh, watch an like, episode yeah. of Married with the Children, <laughs>
2: yeah. watch Anchorman, you know? I don't know. It sure. might be fun just to, like— All the others? To consume media like that. Don't tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead is another one of her movies. do, I do. I do love that movie. No, yeah. but, like, it, it's been really cool to just go back and, like, watch, watch his movies and see what holds up, what doesn't hold up. Like, or—
3: Go back, start Sopranos from the beginning. Or uh, that, too. Listen, listen, listen to O Sopranos pod as we <laughs> as we go episode to episode. Yeah. I've, been
2: th- I've been thinking about doing that. I've been thinking about maybe going back and watching some of the stuff, because I, I forget you should, everything, you too. Like
0: yeah, I, watched yeah,
2: yeah. Res- I watched Reservoir Dogs. It was like watching Reservoir Dogs for the first time. I didn't remember
0: anything from it. So. Oh, for real? Yeah. We just watched um, before we watched the, uh, um, Kill Bill. Oh, nice.
3: So, so good.
0: I, <laughs> yeah. And so I watched Kill Bill Volume
2: 1. And I, which I hated. I, when I saw it, I hated it. Oh, did you really? Really? And what it was, I saw it in Japan while I was living in Japan. Oh. And like a lot of the movies in Japanese. And so like, you know, I didn't understand that because they don't subtitle it in Japan. And then also the Japanese audience hated it. Like they were like hating the movie from the beginning. So there's oh, just yeah. a weird yeah. vibe in the theater. And I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, this movie's pretty good. Like, I'm pretty into this movie. So. Oh, I, 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 I
3: can't imagine why uh, the Japanese audience wouldn't like it. Well, OK.
2: You got to remember, <laughs> where I live in
3: Japan was like the Oklahoma of
2: Japan. So think about the most oh, conservative really? people yeah. going to watch Kill Bill, you know, and they're like,
0: what the, oh. hell? what the hell is this? Oh, man. Asian Twitter is very upset with Tarantino. <laughs> I already, they, did, yeah, something. Never really I already and, did something
2: and, to Bruce Lee. And
0: <laughs> with this movie, too, and and I'm going to be honest, I'm... i there, Bruce Lee is in the movie, uh-huh, and I yeah. was kind of like... Yeah, but that, know, dude, that actor's so good. He was so good, but I think I do, not to bring beef up, but I did kind of beef with that portrayal of him, and I oh, but, see mm, I see why people would be mad about it. But also know.
2: have to... Wasn't yeah, Bruce I, Lee I mean, a know, dick, I,
3: though? I mean, I don't know. He was, so, yeah, I mean, but also, I mean, without giving anything away, like, a lot of the Actual stars in it, like, were kind of caricatures, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that was the, that was the
1: style. I, t- I was totally like, get that. that. Was the tone.
0: And I don't, not to spoil the movie, but like, there is some reasoning behind that and stuff like that why you shouldn't take it literal.
3: Uh, apparently, that uh, he actually did train um Sharon Tate, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's the thing, they kind of crossed this line of like, it's kind of real, but they kind of made his, I think, his fighting philosophy a little phony. Sure. And, and they made him way more arrogant than, th- which was the antithesis of him and his fighting beliefs. Sure. Which was, sure, sure. I was kind of like, whoa, bro, come on, come on. Well, wasn't
2: he really arrogant, though, like in real life? Yeah. I, I no. think he was. No? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to do some research. No, we'll have to do some I, research.
0: I, I have. Okay. I've, I've read all his books. Uh, also, he loved Muhammad Ali, and there's some about conversation I'm about that. How he treated people and how he acted on set. No, I think the complete opposite. Okay. And Plus, all right. the way the way he talks about this other fighter in real life is not how he has okay. talked about that guy. And, mm. you know, anyway, whatever. Go see the movie. Also, yeah. one thing, though, I had no idea who Sharon Tate was, really. Oh, really? You didn't I, know about, like, the murder and all that? I had no—not really. I kind of knew, but I would say if, you, if you're not familiar with Sharon Tate, just do a quick Google. Learn yeah. about
3: her because it helps the movie. She—I mean— she was absolutely beautiful. She was oh, she was great. So beautiful. Yeah. And like she was about to be a big star.
0: Yeah. So I like just didn't know that, but like where my wife, you know, grew up in LA, she knew all about it. I didn't really right, get right, it. Right, right, right. If you are going to see the movie, definitely just just quick Google search, get
3: get the groundworks
0: oh, down I, and then I, then you'll started, love the movie.
3: I'm I'm like very into like docs on like serial killers and st- and and like murders and stuff. Okay, cool. Normal. Yeah. Very normal. Just, uh, is that why you're house sitting, Dave?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you really oh, know yeah. these people or are you nah, just definitely. uh killing them and then recording podcasts? Yeah, I then... knew
3: them before I fucking killed them. <laughs> took their uh, house. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Now I have a house, so that's cool. Oh, tight, tight, um, tight. Um No, but uh so I, I knew a lot about like the Manson family yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm sort of starting to do like a deep dive into like I watched a couple of Manson ducks that I hadn't watched before. Um but uh the you must remember this podcast
2: does the last did whole season on the manson murders that I yes to. yes
3: yeah. um but yeah go uh go see the
2: movie shout out my next super shout out this is it ties in with like a lot of the stuff we have is uh like mastering a skill this is like and do it by teaching yourself i would challenge anybody pick something you want to do teach yourself how to do it with youtube you know i'm a big fan of youtube tutorials i think you can learn anything like youtube because, like, then once you do that, it gives you such a boost of self-esteem, like, realizing, okay, I could teach myself how to do almost anything. And it will help you with your confidence going forward, and it will help you with your approach to life. It's like John says, getting rid of the negative scripts. Like, realizing there are things you can learn. Like, we have this stuff in our brain sometimes, like, oh, I'm just not this type of person. You can do it. If You just got to get on the YouTube, and there's a movie, a tutorial to teach
0: you. It's, yo, learning is I agree is you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised.
2: Like, I never thought of myself as a dancing person, and I'm really terrible at dancing, but when I was in that Japanese boy band where I live in Japan... I took the time, learned how to dance, and I was doing the choreographed dance moves, you know? Ooh, got to see that. Got to see that. <laughs> I, have a, yeah. I
0: have a VHS. Actually, I think I might have lost the VHS, but I had a VHS of it. Yeah. So. You're reading a book on how to meet people, and now, right. now you now can I'm talk to it. other humans without I
2: had uh, like a without five them
3: calling the cops. Exactly. I had like a <laughs> five-minute conversation with the grocery clerk, oh. grocery clerk today. It was incredible. You need to carry, carry that over to next Summer League so you can like not be a robot when we're Dude, there. Dude, exactly. Next Summer League, I'll be talking to people. It's going to be great. I was should, like, hey, hey, uh, hey, uh, name's Dave, and then uh, Matt was like, beep, boop, pop, beep, pop, beep, beep. beep, beep. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is my friend, R2D2. <laughs> that
0: should be our giveaway for NBA Twitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a book on how to not to be a weirdo, how to, yeah. how to, how to talk to Sign, another person without
2: all of us. I always thought it was such a whatever, like, bullshit. and then, like, like I said, uh, someone. Like a regular person recommended me the book, and I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll check it out." So,
0: that's a that's a that's a good person. They saw they saw you and was like, "You know what? You really need help, man. Here's a book. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> Here's I know. a book." Man, it's really helped. It's really helped. <laughs> um, another great segue, Matt. Killing it with the segues. Thank you. Uh, mm. I'm going to shout out uh, a contemporary of Quentin Tarantino that I've been getting back into that I love, Robert Rodriguez. Mm. Oh. Robert Rodriguez, for you kids who don't know. <laughs> I recommend his
2: book, uh the Rebel Re- Without a Crew. Yeah, that book I recommend. I don't recommend I think his movies suck though. It's like I <laughs> look. I, I mean I loved
3: I loved Dust Till Dawn when I was a kid. Oh, Dust Till Dawn. I was like in love. Hayek. I was in love with Selma Hayek. So, yeah, uh, the hottest. The hottest. And and uh, and Cooney's fucking great in that movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, but for those who don't know, Robert Rodriguez was like
0: one of the original like kind of godfathers of super low budget films. You know, his first yes. film, El Mariachi, he made for seven thousand dollars, right? And yeah, it's not that great of a film. But it got into Sundance and it was like one of the first Kind of of its kind, uh, and he joked. Uh, the re- I've been reading, listening to a lot of Robert Rodriguez on podcasts. You know, yeah. he did a Tim Ferris one. He did a couple other ones. You know, he kind of tells the same stories. Um, but you know, he talked about how at Sundance afterwards, he was like, "Guys, I hope you're ready." When people find out my film only cost seven thousand dollars, you realize everyone's going to make a film next year, and they did. And you know, he did that, and. He he. Basically, what you were saying, Matt. His big thing was like, just do it. Well, his yeah. He has this quote where he says like,
2: if you can marry the creative ability with the technical ability, it's like most people are creative, but they have no technical skills. Yes. But if you can get the technical skills so that you can realize your creative vision, then you are in the position where nobody can tell you no. Exactly. And that's where you want to be.
0: Yeah. And you know. Like, yeah, again, I don't love, love, love. Well, you know, I loved, um, you know, Desperado, Dustal Dawn. Sin City was really great, too. Sin but, City's not good. Okay. Oh, man, I love Sin City. Um, yeah, De-
3: Des- Desperado's, like... Also the, not good. Like, no, but uh, but that's that was, like, the big-budget version of El Mariachi, right? Yeah. Like, yes. No, it but like, I mean, it. like, yeah. I...
2: I respect what he does, you know, it's like, no, for sure. For sure. It's like his stuff isn't for me, but like, I don't, I don't begrudge him for making it,
3: you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He has his
0: own style.
3: Also, Um, he was, he was ahead of his time, like making movies like not in New York or LA. Oh yeah. He lives in Austin. Also doesn't
0: doesn't do the music for his movies too, which is crazy. Yep. So he, um, you know, he shoot, he literally holds the camera and shoots. He writes the scripts. He holds the camera. Shoots. He edits it himself. He uh, scores the the film himself. And he would always on his documentary or his DVDs. uh, Those were how we used to watch movies, kids. uh, He would always have a ten minute film school where he showed you. And I remember watching. I think it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico, where he he brought you into his, uh, you know, his studio, and it was so awesome to see him like edit a scene. Turn around, grab a guitar, play it right into the machine. Turn that clean guitar into like a distorted heavy metal guitar, you know, and just like be the full creative person that he was. And you know, he, he and you know, if you listen to a lot of these podcasts, the one with Tim Ferriss is outstanding. And but he talks about like you know, basically just like like you said, Matt. Like if you create your own rules, if you do your own thing, they can't stop you. You know, when he did Sin City, he just went to Frank Miller and was like, yo, he shot this sample scene and then went to Frank Miller, who's, you know, a famous comic book artist or, or writer and was like, who would never let anyone touch his work. And he was like, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it together. And they bought in, you know, and uh, yeah, he's been making movies ever since. He did Spy Kids. He does all these fun things, you know, but yeah. Oh, yeah he's, he's been
3: a Big Spy Kids fan.
0: Huge. But he, he's uh, – get a chance, listen to his podcast with Tim Ferriss and, and listen to other interviews. If you just go on the app and type in Robert Rodriguez, he does uh, – very inspiring about being creative and why, you know, they ask him and he's like, yeah, I'm not a director. I'm not. A, I'm just a creative person. I just – this is what I do. I just create. It happens to be in this field. You know, he's also a chef. He cooks. He cooks for his crew. Oh, I hate him! He definitely. Paints, he paints pictures <laughs> for his crew. He does all this stuff, and he's like well, he's very much outside of the system. Yeah, but I, that's—I always hate people
2: who complain about stuff. And it's like, go make, go make something. You know, they complain Absolutely. about this. They, they complain about that, and it's like, it's, it, in this day and age, is nobody's stopping you. You can make a fo- movie on your on your phone. You can make music. Anybody can make music. You know. Yep. Just go, go do it. You know, anybody wants. If you, you complain about podcasts or this, it's like you can make a podcast. Like you could do it. it the barriers to entry are so low now, which means yeah, so that low. everybody does it, which is annoying. But also, it's a beautiful thing because it's like no, there's no gatekeepers anymore. It's like you None. just go and do it. Just go and do it. If you mm-hmm. don't like the way things look, if you don't like, you know, how your voice isn't being heard, go make it. You know, absolutely. Like Dave, Dave was like, "Man, all these Soprano podcasts are crap, you know." Yes. But I'm gonna make another crappy one. I'm gonna be out there making my I, own crappy one with with terrible
3: audio and that's gonna honestly, blow out honestly, people's honestly, eardrums. All, all the other, well, there's one that I, like, really irritates me. Right. But the others are fine. The problem with them was they aren't entertaining. So we were so like, "There well, you go." Gonna, so you went out and made a non entertaining one I was, to join yeah. them. That's yeah.
1: what Hack, Hack that's up. What, Hey, I, was, it works.
0: I was sick
2: of falling asleep while listening to Zach Lowe and Nate Duncan. And I was like, let's John, let's do a podcast, you know?
3: Yeah, we can do it
0: ourselves. And you yeah. were
3: like, man, this first episode sucked. Let's get Feudernick to come on and yeah. make it funny. And, and 18 <laughs> followers later, here <laughs> we are. Here we are. Here we are. You did it. And one Patreon later.
2: <laughs> Dave, it's your turn.
3: Uh, Last shout one. Shout out to. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. I think this is, my uh, list? My, this is my fourth. I oh, think. no, so it will be my, it's your fourth um, Uh Shout out to George Clinton. Um, for those youngins out there who don't know, he Ooh, uh, is the godfather of funk. He, uh, he's on his farewell tour. I'm seeing him at the Greek uh, here in LA tomorrow night. Last, oh, time, wow. last time I'll ever see him. He's on my Mount Rushmore of musicians. Um, and for those of you who don't know his music, he started out like in the doo wop scene in the 50s and 60s, uh, and then eventually became like the most important funk uh, musician of his time in the 70s, uh, and basically like laid the groundwork for hip hop. He was he's still to this day ha- like has to be if not like one of two or three. James Brown is in there too, uh, the most sampled musician of all time. Um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with his music. Uh, he had two two bands, Parliament and Funkadelic. Parliament was more funky. Funkadelic was more of a rock band. Um, and then they kind of combined forces, like, in the 80s and became Parliament Funkadelic. But look him up. Uh, and also, um, look up any interviews with him, because he's a trip. He, like, does not give a shit. And um, he's another one of those people that just, like, he was told he couldn't sing, and he, like, just didn't have the same talent as some of his uh, uh, soul and funk contemporaries. And he just... Was like fine. I'm going to make a, an album about black people in space, and it worked. And it fucking sold like millions of records. So he, uh, he he's fucking awesome.
0: You remember back in the day on NBA Jam, you could put in the secret code and play as uh, yeah, as uh, P Funk. That was yeah. pretty awesome. Legend.
3: And also shout out to the movie PCU. Um, oh, I love, love that it. movie. I love that movie so much. But also extra great because. The band is headed to Hartford and they get lost somewhere in the middle of Connecticut and they just end up like at this like university and play for these fucking like it's I think it's supposed to be John Favreau and and Jeremy Piven. Yeah, John Favreau playing like the biggest monster. Uh, How how problematic is that movie now? It's probably like a lot of this stuff about like the different like um, groups. Like on oh, yeah. campus is oh, probably gosh. super problematic. So problematic. <laughs> um, okay, Dave Spade, hilarious. We should do a
2: rewatch. I've never we seen should. that movie. We should. You've it's never like, seen
3: PCU? What? I, but I saw. I saw. I saw George oh, Clinton Oh, it's Because you college. didn't have TV. Yeah. Mm.
0: You
3: in like 1994, 95? Like it was on Comedy Central, like like every afternoon.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, classic.
2: Classic. Uh right. Shout out to George Clinton. My last, my final shout out. I'll make this real quick. This is just for people who are interested in economics. Here pod- are the podcasts I recommend. Oh, just hit that skip 30. Planet, <laughs> I'm going to go real fast. Planet Money. That's a good one, or especially was good. Planet I do love Planet Money. 2008. That's that. a v- very good one to learn about economics. If you want to up your game, go on to Econ Talk. And then if you're interested in libertarian stuff and just like basically a guy who is an incredible ranter, the Glenn Lowry podcast. Uh, I think it's called The Glenn Show. Check that the out. The
0: Glenn Show? Any episode,
2: any episode with him and John McWhorter is like gold.
0: What nice. what okay. Uh what like what did they talk about? I mean you sell this thing. You don't have well, to go too Well they're both fast. they're both they're both black, so they talk a lot about race issues.
2: Uh oh really? Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. an interesting take. Yeah, yeah. And uh and they definitely come from like outside the norm. But they talk oh. about they talk about everything. They talk about politics, they talk about mm-hmm. economics. I mean Glenn Lowry's like a distinguished economist. He's like old now, but he's like I think he's like seventy. But um
3: tweet yeah. why don't you tweet that out from your Twitter account so people can see it.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I'll get I'll get like hashtag canceled because like Glenn Lowry is like super like outside the mainstream, or he's like he's like a conservative like slash libertarian. So oh, okay oh. I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll tweet out all, maybe I'll tweet out all my maybe I'll tweet out all my recommendations. <laughs> well, it's all I, I, he he goes on he constantly goes on rants and it's like super hilarious. So, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll find okay. the best Glenn Lowry John McWhorter conversation
0: because they're also pretty they're just hilarious together. So. I'd, I'd actually love to listen, see what this okay. is all about.
3: Okay. All right. I mean, I, I have Proud Boys muted on Twitter, so it probably won't come up for me. But... <laughs> These guys are black, dude. They're probably black. No, it's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> all right, John. Yeah.
0: So is Candace Owens, okay? Yeah, true. <laughs> they, they make fun of her all the time, though. Oh, really? That's Good. What, good. 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 As they okay. should. Okay. Uh, last one is a book uh, I just read recently that has changed my life. It is called The War of Art. Whoa. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles by Steven Pressfield, who is a, a screenwriter. This book, it's it's a great book. It's very it's not a thick book. You can I think I read it in two or three days. Um, and it's basically what's great is like you know, it's a play on the art of war, right? But it's the war of art, and it's how do you win the battle of being an artist, right? And he basically talks about how there's this thing called the resistance, right? That's what he calls it. And that's all the things that stop you from being the artist you want to be, right?
2: Talent. (laughs) Talent. (laughs) um, Hard work.
0: Hard work, things like that. Uh, Ugly Uh, face. yeah, yep, yep, yep. Doesn't uh, doesn't,
2: doesn't know how people work. I'm
0: I'm, I'm doing my best to combat all these. Yeah, you're doing that. Um, But this book is, it's, you know... He is Mr. Like, look, you wake up, you get to your routine. As long as you put in the work, you won. It Mm. has nothing to do about the end result. The the actual battle that you have to fight is just actually doing it. And there will be things that get in the way that try to get in the way, whether it's like, you know, as simple as. Yeah. Or anything that will get in the way. Like, like we talked about negative scripts or saying, like, I can't make a film. And it's like, why? Right. That's just something that's getting in your way. You can. You literally can hit record on the phone in your pocket and make your first <laughs> I, film.
2: Yeah. Like tons of my recent one-on-one show. Not tons, but bits and pieces of what just shoot on my phone. you know, Just shoot what? on your
0: phone. Like this, yeah. there's things, you know, or it's like the things that also get in your way. Things like, you know, like you, you're supposed to work on something, but you'll just start drinking or <laughs> right. you'll get high. Yeah. Right. And what yeah. you're doing is you're 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 stopping your night. You know, you're We're saying at, like the second I decide to drink or get high, I'm no longer doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm taking a, uh, a different path. I think
2: also I think when I think when people are young, they're really, really afraid afraid to fail. Um, yes. And they're really because what they're afraid of is when they make something. Is if you're young, even if, you if you haven't made a lot of stuff and you make something and it's bad. That is like a, a, a verdict on your talent and who you are, because you haven't made enough stuff. So when you, made one, when you make something, it's bad. It's like, oh, now you're bad. You know? Yep. What you need to do is you may, need to make a ton of stuff, kind of, because everyone's stuff is always bad when they first start, and you just need to get them all out of your system. And you need to fi- if you make enough stuff, you'll eventually, hopefully, get to a place where you, you'll, you'll make something good. And also, what you, what you want to realize is it's a bit of alchemy, and it's like, if you make a ton of stuff. You can't really figure out why one turned out good or why one turned out bad. Sometimes things go your way. Sometimes things, they don't. You know, It's really just about putting in the work and putting in the time. And it's not like creativity is not like magic. It's not like like all of a sudden something hits you and you, and you, you do something brilliant. People think that's the way it works. The way it really works is just sitting down day after day, writing stuff. Some of it's bad and some of it's good. And it's more of a habit and building up a muscle rather than inspiration.
0: Yeah. yeah, and, and that's what the book talks about. You know, it's like the there's this battle that creative people have. You know, and he also talks about if you're an athlete or an entrepreneur, whatever it is, you know, he's mostly a film writer. So that's mostly what he talks about. But the the battle you have with yourself, you know, when you're getting close to finishing a project, that's mm. when the doubt comes in. Right. That's the resistance trying to get you to quit. You know, when whenever that's true. You know a lot what, of
3: people? There are a lot of people with like screenplays that are three quarters done, and like you so know?
0: many, or any project that you think about that you want to do, but you you actually will lie to yourself and find ways to prevent that from happening. You right. know, you'll say, you know what, okay, I'll do it next month. I'll do it next month. Next month, we'll shoot the show, we'll do that, or we'll do this, we'll do that. And it's like you fight this battle forever, you know. But yeah, because it because
2: because because if it's not done yet, you still have hope. Oh, maybe it will be good. And also exactly. it's like exactly it's it's better to be in an, an aspiring something than a shitty something. And exactly. so people right, are right. always like, ah, oh, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. But once they do it and it's bad, it's like, oh crap, now I suck. Well, it's just better to suck. Like it's just just do it. You know? It's just yeah. and it's also it's like fail fast, fail often. And just yep. Just do it. Just make it. That's why I love. Like, if you're starting out, that's why I love Channel One Hundred One because it just forces you to make something every month, and you just got it. You got that deadline. You make it, and it sucks. You know
0: what? You know, just make another one. Yeah, and and the other thing, what I really love about this book and why it's better than most self-help books, in my opinion, is it's very aggressive. It's very in your face, and it's it's a total like for me. Someone from Philadelphia, it's perfect. Like, it's not like, you know, someone had recommended this other book that's basically the same thing, but it's called You're a Badass, and it's, like, trying to encourage you, and it's a little fluffy, and it's like, don't worry, you can do it. Yay! This is like, yo, motherfucker, wake up and work. Like, oh, oh, you want it and got high? You you drinking? Cool, no, you should be working. Like, stop lying to yourself. Like, it's very fucking aggressive. And, like, Mm -hmm. the last line is, like, Now go out and fucking do it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very much, but that's how I like to be talked to like that. I like like the no-nonsense, like, oh, like, people have excuses, people have all this, and I just look and Was like, I honestly don't fucking care about you, dude. Like, there's one one path, and it's to do it, and talk all you want, but that's, the the reality is you just got to sit in front of a computer and write. Yep. And if you write every day, you'll eventually finish this thing. Mm-hmm. But you got to tell yourself to write every day. Right. So yeah. for, for people who like that kind of like drill sergeant coach type thing, um, it's a great book. My, my buddy Matt McManus recommended it to me. I haven't heard on a, one oh, of these. Oh, shout out, Matt. Yeah, I love Matt McManus. One of these, um, it was like a Joe Rogan podcast I was listening to. And he talked about how great it is and how, how it's, it's a fight. If you want to be great at something, you have to, you know, wake up and and do it. You know, man, it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work. Yeah, but that's it's a lot of that's rewriting. It it's a lot of yep. introspection, and when you actually
2: make something, it's a lot of work to make something too. You yep. know? Yeah, and yeah. sometimes you know you think something's done,
0: and you show it to people, and it's not done. You got to go back in there and you know do some more work on it. Let's do so. work. You got to do work. Yeah. So I love that book. I it really put put a lot of my art in perspective and and got me to really focus. Um, which is why I forgot to do "Get at Me Dog" this week, but so yeah. I said, no, I did well, I'm just joking. All right, Dave, go. Uh,
3: my last shout out is uh, to John. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Which one? Me? Yeah, John Hill. Oh, you. damn. Damn. Uh, I got contacted by a reporter from the Indie Star, um, who is interviewing me tomorrow about the Goga account. Hmm. <laughs> And she said that all the, all the writers and, like, everybody, like, like within the organization uh, for the Pacers are all fucking buzzing about it. <laughs> and we were supposed to talk today, and I, I had a crazy day, and she ended up getting, like, backed up, and so we're going to talk tomorrow. And she was like, by the way, I talked to Goga today about it. No. And he said it's really funny. Hey! He, like, he likes it. And she was like, as long as he was like, he likes it as long as I don't cross the line, which obviously I don't like, I, I've I absolutely made a point to keep it like super, super PG. Like he asked like whether or not he should get like a motorcycle or a Prius, you know? Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was your idea to like do that instead of just like, cause we were, I feel like we kicked around like maybe just like doing nine people that we... For those people who didn't listen to the episode, we had 10 guys that were going to be in this year's draft that I had to tweet at, and every one of them had a Twitter account except for Goga Batadze, who was the draft pick to the Pacers. And on our text thread, I was like, Goga doesn't have one, and we kicked around like what we should do, and you were like, just make a fake one for him.
0: (laughs) Just be Goga.
3: (laughs) little, Little did we know. I thought I was just like basically doing a get at me dog. Like I made the first thing I did was like I made that uh meme of him as Lady Goga. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. That was his, so good. <laughs> it, it was his head on Lady Gaga's like one of like her weird costumes. And then uh yeah, just like caught on. Yeah Man. and like it's uh it's been fun to do. It's been fun well, to do. I can't wait till
2: you cross the line and get banned <laughs> and Goga hates you.
3: Like, uh, <laughs> come home from the bar one night and I like yeah. accidentally like post something like, I yeah, I, also,
2: I can't wait till some groupie DMs you and then you, <laughs> you know, show up. There,
3: there, there are a couple of fans who like tweet at me every day trying to get lunch. And I'm like, bro, like I'm not going to like, I, I, it's like, obviously this gentleman is probably like, he probably has mental problems. Yeah. Cause You're it's like- very obvious. It's not actually him. No. But I'm like, yo bro, you gotta stop. God, stop come, come, me. come to to Glendale. That.
2: You might see me. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. am a uh, 5A Jewish guy. <laughs> well, um, Dave, thanks for the shout-out. But yeah, no uh, doubt, you know, no the doubt. truth is you,
0: you put in all the work. I right, just right. once in a while get high and come up with something funny. And You were the were, book
3: that drove me to make the Go-Go account. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: Well, shout-out to Blue Dream, the number one uh, drug of choice
3: <laughs> for my <laughs>
0: stupid ideas.
2: <laughs> do you guys, do, do you, do you guys we've gone pretty long. Do you want to yeah. save the rest of the pod for next, like, get at me, dog and stuff? Should we just do that next week? I don't know. Sure, because I,
3: mean. uh, I did my, when I said um, I need a minute, I like, realized as we were about to record, I completely forgot. I posted one. I made uh-huh. it, I made it like, I pulled a John and made it like right before we started right. recording. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. So, me too. So we'll take so a break. That's, yeah, we'll take, take a break. Break. we'll take a break. And yeah, next week All we'll come back to beefs. We'll do our beefs. We'll do oh, our beefs. Beef.
2: Maybe we'll just do three beefs since like this has yeah. gone way long. And then yeah, we'll do, yeah, we'll yeah. do Get every Me Dog next week. And then we'll do Shadows and Beefs. Because I do have like lots of Shadows and Beefs
3: as well. Okay. okay.
0: But you know what? We gave people uh, an hour and five minutes of just like lots of life lots of
2: life advice lots
3: yeah, of life you got, a, you got a you got a reading list you got They're basically ways
2: to attack your life and all the life advice is basically the same just do stuff just just just
0: master that's stuff true. just
2: do stuff it's like but also like that's like the key to happiness being productive and making stuff and you know
0: yeah, yeah. and having hair and having hair <laughs> yeah. and having hair it's yeah. not. all of us still have our hair or most of yep. it so there might, you know, the crazy thing is there might be someone listening that's like really down on their luck, not feeling it. That's like, you know what? I'm gonna get my hair back. Yeah, I'm Well, talking, you can't I'm get a, your hair back, a, but
2: a, well, maybe <clears throat> some hair plugs. Do that. Get I'm,
0: I'm gonna a, hold on to some hair. I'm gonna get rid of some negative people. I'm gonna like be a creative person. I'm gonna I'm a put on some George Clinton, just like rock out. I'm telling Watch, you, that's, you know. the be- that's the beauty of the times we live in. You know, five
2: hundred years ago, thousand years ago, you had two options in life: you could be a hunter or a gatherer. Two hundred years ago, you were either a farmer—that's about it. You were either a farmer or you're lucky enough to be king. These days, you could do whatever you want, man. You could, you get could on be the a internet. podcaster. You could be a podcaster. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you could be a—that's about it. That's about it. That's it. You that's could do all other is- stuff, though. But you can learn whatever you want to do and just just get out there and do it, man.
0: Get yep. out there. And get if you out need, there, dog.
2: If you need money, start a Fiverr account and you know do some stuff on Fiverr. Get the Ooh. money in there. We'll we talk about that next week. We'll oh, about that next week. <laughs> we're going
0: to talk about some Fiverr beefs next, next week. we like, next week. About to start World War III up in this piece. All right. All right. Well, John's got to <laughs> go. I yep. got
2: nothing to do, but John's got to go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Until next week. Until next week. Keep hooping. Keep hooping. Keep hooping. look somewhere
1: else. Super hoopers. Ah, what crap is that? Yep, it's another NBA podcast, Bebo talk now. An hour of wisecracks. Ah, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back, super is hot, what crap is that? So I ask they two chicks if they do assist But when they use they dicks, all they do is swish Stupid like the Knicks and singers, singers. Always tired as shit and can't bring it Just like the Sixers, uh, living in the past Couldn't win a championship to save they ass facts. John is like a of right? It's okay to like them Just don't have Brian Colangelo's child on an island Super Hooper's eye, what crap is that? Yup, dude It's another NBA podcast. Bebo Top Nah. An hour of wisecracks. Ah, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back. Super hoopers. What crap is that?